All right, we are back and better than ever. That's right. It is on the outside. Marcus Taylor, Harry Vanderwood. I know you've been missing us, dear listeners. Vanders, what do you think they've done for the past month? Well, it was a break. We're back. We're fresh, feeling good. Beep test, got it up pretty high. Feeling good, <laughs> listeners. What have you been doing? I can't imagine what's been happening. Obviously, there's been some, some finals footy for you. Um, Tails and I thought it best we take a backward step so the AFL and Channel 7, I dare say, got some viewers. Yeah, I think we were the bigger man. We were the bigger man. Yes. We just sort of stepped aside and let them have their little moment in the sun. Yes, so good to handball Channel 7 because I know they were struggling after the Olympics, so to give them a little bit of time with the AFL finals was good. Tails, how are you? I can see that you're in a rainy Sydney. Uh, rainy Melbourne. Sydney, Melbourne. Melbourne, yes. yes. Mainland. Um, looking out over the lovely... An iconic uh, natural, I was going to say the natural vista of Docklands. Did you watch Grand Final, Vanders? That's probably where we have to start. Did you watch Grand Final? I did watch Grand Final. I was actually stuck at a 30th birthday. What do you mean stuck? Well, I had to go and I insisted in the the three weeks prior, I said, look, there needs to be a footy. There needs to be a private, I mean, sorry, a TV. There needs to be a private room and there needs to be volume. there wasn't a private room, but the TV managed to have enough volume that I could uh, get the general gist because I, you know, have got no idea what's going on without the help of those sweet, sweet commentators. So uh, it was a good game. Yeah, absolutely, it was. It was. Uh, I think what was it two, two and a half, uh, two and a half quarters through? You thought it could go either way. And have you ever actually seen that sort of football before? What was it like a hundred to seven? Yeah, in forty-five I, minutes of football. Have you ever actually seen? I can't remember. That's sort of the time that Essendon thrashed Gold Coast. Remember they kicked like 15 goals in the first quarter once? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen something like that before. Look, I don't think it was the, the amount of goals. It was just the uh, the, the turn on. Like they yes. just turned it on. I honestly was calling. I think it was, um, it might have been Fritsch who, who had Bulldogs who just kicked one through Bonds and Pelly. Mm-hmm. Bulldogs were up by 20 or something. And I said, you know, flag favourite, down by 20 with 12 minutes to go on the third. They're starting to shit themselves here and they could fall apart. Yeah. And how wrong I was. They just thought, oh, let's start playing footy. He kicked three and 40 seconds. It was outrageous. And just kept getting the party just started, Tails. And I reckon that might be one of the best ways to win a grand final. Obviously, you love your nail biters. Yeah. But when you win like that, you're just party time. You can enjoy the last five five or seven minutes and, and have a great time. I think that's probably a great way to win a grand final. Yeah, it is a great way to win a grand final. I will say Nick Malteski hasn't bought a drink in Sydney for at least 10 years. He would probably disagree with you. Probably a superior way. No one no one knows who he is in Sydney. Like, <laughs> you know, what did you make of it being at night? I know it's a common conversation. I know everyone likes it, but did you enjoy the experience of it being at night, the second one in a row? I prefer it not at night. Really? I think the AFL got it wrong by having it just a little bit too late if they were going to try and entice people. Um, because you know, by the time it wraps up, it's at eleven o'clock, really. Um, so I think they made a mistake there. I can see why they do it from a ratings point of view, but for your footy fans, it's always a day game because you can, you know, go around your mate's place at lunchtime, have a barbecue, have some beer, starts at what, near three o'clock-ish, um, and then you get stuck in and then you can, you know, carry on if you want to or you can go home. So not a huge fan of the night ground funnel. I think quite a few people, uh, I think this is sort of satisfied quite a few people that it shouldn't be a night game. What are your thoughts as, a, as an inside man on the outside. We are on the outside. I am on the inside of Channel 7. I think we, like, we'll definitely advocate for it to be a night grand final, but we don't have the sway that people think we have. Like, really, we genuinely don't have the sway that, that people think we have. So 
I, I think they will go back to a night, uh, sorry, a daytime grand final. I think it'll be slightly, if, the thing about it is it's, it's either day or twilight. So it's not going to be a situation where, you know, we'll shift it like half an hour to like 3, 3.30 or 3 o'clock or something like that. That's not going to happen. It'll, it'll genuinely be the twilight or the, or the day grand final. So there's not going to be that sort of creep uh, like there was, I think, for whatever it was for Sunday football. But I think I, I can't give an impartial uh, view on it because I was in lockdown for both of these grand finals. So I, I couldn't tell you which one's better because there wasn't anything else I was going to do anyway. I was just going to sit at, <laughs> sit at well, home for both of them. I think even if you were out of lockdown, Taz, I can't imagine you going anywhere with any mates or doing anything other no, than No, this is true. I don't have yourself. any friends. It's the only You're time Steph and I spend together, to be perfectly honest. And she plays drinking games. How lovely. How lovely. Tails, I want to touch on cricket because right now we are mm-hmm. in the middle of a series, uh, women's series with India, Australia v. India. Don't have a name for the trophy, actually. It's just the Women's India-Australia trophy or something like that. I'm sure they'll, they'll come up with one, hopefully after this series, with some amazing performances. Yeah. But Australia won the uh, the ODIs 2-1. Yeah. Um, and actually that, that last loss to India ended a 25-game winning streak, which is fairly impressive. Mm-hmm. So uh, well done to them. And we are now, it's day one of the India-Australia uh, women's test, which is uh, always exciting because they don't come around as often as the, uh, as the men's tests no. do. So Australia have chucked India into bat and so far India well up to the challenge. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one, Tails. You think we would have learned, don't you? You think we would have learned not to play India in Queensland after, after last January? And instead, no, we insisted, oh, it's COVID safe, whatever. And there's just... They're just drop-kicking us all over Metricon. Well, we'll see if that Indian form continues. Did you, just before we move on, sorry, did you actually watch the one days? Yeah. I, 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 found it, I found it amazing. This was what one days used to be. This was genuinely really close cricket, and that's what you enjoyed about it. I enjoyed the strategy. I enjoyed the fact that you, the results were unknown for two of the three games. I will say... As great as it was to see India win, they should have won the second one. But I will say, there's been a lot of people complaining about the no ball, which did look a bit dodgy. Nick Carey is about four foot five, but she is tiny. To be a waist high no ball would come up to about halfway up your shin bands. So I'm not in any way concerned about that no ball call. Yeah. They got a good record now, but the women's chess matches don't come around as often as the men's, so it's an exciting, uh, exciting time and four debutants for Australia. So right now, India going pretty well on day one as after they've been put in, but we'll keep an eye on that and chat about it next week. Tails, more cricket news. We love cricket here on the outside. We don't do much of it. I don't know if anyone's ever enough. Observation. Not enough. As we get in the summer, it could get a little bit out of hand. Hey, where's Marlins, by the way? Uh, he's good. He's good. Number one listener. You got a job yet or not? Tasmanian Tigers. Hockey one coach, Steve McMullen, greatest fan of the show. Tails, England are talking about not coming individually, <laughs> not coming, not sending a team. Peterson, bit of an anti-vaxxer, anti-lockdown Peterson. I've seen him on Twitter. He's got some uh, certain opinions about freedoms, but uh, look, not keen. And a few players saying they probably won't go. Josh Butler, 
Joe Root couldn't confirm if he'd be captain. Moen Ali's retired, saying it would probably just be too hard. What are your thoughts on this? But I, I don't think you can have this conversation without revealing, like, you can't, you know how sports and politics shouldn't mix? I feel like this is, this is a good example because you can't have that conversation without revealing how you actually feel about lockdowns and, all, and quarantine and all that sort of stuff. I guess it's one, it's one of those fundamental rules is that people are always going to be upset when you take something away. And England just haven't had to exist in the COVID world we have. And so they don't understand why they, they should go and do it. They just haven't, they haven't had to exist in the world we have. And, and when you start taking things away, you go, well, I understand that. Now, you're, you're, from, you're in Tasmania, which is incredibly protectionist and fearful of the rest of the world. You don't want to emerge from your little cocoon and come and hang with the big boys who get COVID every day. So did, do you have a different opinion on it? Uh, I mean, I think it's hard because you can have the old attitude of, oh, the old days, you know, even 20 years ago, players, you know, went and, and your wives and kids weren't a, weren't a given. So these players, should, you know, playing for England's the highest honour. They shouldn't have any problems with it. These guys are precious. Um, so then I see that side. And I also see, I do see the other side, no doubt. And I think England cricket, because of the, you know, the pandemic and, and mental health and all these other things that they, um, they probably just need to let the players decide individually i mean Stuart broads already said he's if he's picked he's on the plane no doubt so um yeah i think do you think that so in your mind there's no there's no other option apart from them quarantining for you no i I think you think think we shouldn't bow oh look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna delve into the the health advice tales but uh oh i'm not not in that i don't i don't mean in that sort of area i i think so do you think that we should try and come to sort of an understanding where they don't have to do the strict to, you know, the strict two weeks like everybody else No, I don't or... think they should be given special treatment. But I also think that yeah. the Cricket Australia, if they're serious about it, and maybe I don't understand the uh, the complexities, but they could rearrange the test matches. So, you know, you do Sydney and New South Wales and Victoria perhaps last um, or, or first rather, so you don't have to quarantine when you're arriving in if that's... That means Victoria has to give up Boxing Day. There's no, Which, there's funnily no way enough, they give up. Funnily boxing. enough, WA put their hand up for it cheekily the day yeah, after, oh, we'll the day after right. a very successful grand final. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck Melbourne in the boxing day. What do you what? Yeah, I just think. Fuck Melbourne in the boxing the ground's day. ground's old. The stadium needs a refurb. Optus is great. I mean, the ground's old. It's newer than. And the pitches have been, sh- the pitches have been shit house anyway. I'm not happy with that. But anyway, that's another story. But yes, well, maybe. I, but just on that, like. I saw this the other day and it annoyed me. I saw some news.com guy was like, how rude of Tasmania to ask for one of the, uh, either Sydney or Melbourne, or no, it was the Sydney test. Remember, Sydney saved cricket last year. That was what this this person said, which annoyed me. But what do you think of Tasmania putting that essentially, so we've canned the, canned the Afghanistan test, get rid of that. What do you think of Tasmania just going, look, we'll get rid of the Afghanistan one, but you got one of them Ashes ones. Yeah, we'll take one of them. Yeah, I mean, you can see it as being cheeky, but also they're just saying, look, we're available if other stuff's not happening. Um, you know, Canon available because just it's just a gentle reminder to CA, I would suggest, that they're available. It was like a kind and, of friend um, I mean, CA. New South Wales test is probably going to go ahead because New South Wales seems to be um, determined to open up earlier. Victoria also seems to be on the same page. So I don't think it's a matter of no crowds. It's just going to be the ease of getting them in. Surely there's a way they could arrive in, do their two weeks of quarantine, Play in Adelaide, but the the problem is isn't the problem the World Cup the the T Twenty World Cup is such a 
Like there's basically the problem is they have to go to the T20 World Cup, play there, then come over and quarantine like straight away. Like they don't go home. There's no break. Yeah, and then just roll straight into an Ashes. Isn't that what they're upset about? Well, if that's the case, I don't really see that as being that reasonable because that's just what happens. You come in, you two weeks quarantine, and you can happily move between probably. Yeah, but they're saying that they don't have to quarantine anywhere else in the world. But two weeks, it's not like they're going to be, it's making it sound like they're going to be quarantining. They're not going to be out of their hotels for the whole whole series. That's what they're complaining about. Which is, is pretty close to the mark when it comes to Queensland, WA and South Australia. But a bit different in New no, South. And I wouldn't have. This was the same thing in India last year. Remember, remember India last year didn't yeah, want to go up to last Queensland? Year, but if you've got, let's say hypothetically that you've got Perth, Adelaide and Queensland COVID free or very COVID controlled, let's say. Mm. So why can't they do two weeks quarantine at the start in one of the, in, where the first test is? And then they've done the two weeks quarantine, assuming there's safe locations, they should be able to travel happily between those three locations. Yeah, but they don't get to because once they go to... Melbourne and Sydney, like the, the series doesn't end in Sydney. Yeah, so that's, oh, they need to rearrange the series. That's but they won't. There's Melbourne, there's no way both of those tests will yeah, move. But then I think CA is being difficult as well. I think everyone's been. I, I, I just think if you're going to have to do a T20 World Cup, which some of these players are, then come and quarantine and then exist in a bubble because you know Queensland at the end of this or whatever it is, the start of the end of the series doesn't doesn't like you, then I think it's reasonable for you not want to not want to come. Oh, the Ashes are, when's the next, uh, what is it, 2023? The Ashes are going to be in 18 months again. Yeah. Look, I, I think it's reasonable to not want to, but I also don't necessarily think that, I just, I don't see necessarily a solution. I don't think, if CA don't want to change the dates, Queensland government's not going to budge. But also this is all very hypothetical because who knows what the hell will be happening in, uh, you know, at the start of the Ashes anyway with, with COVID and lockdown and vaccinations and, like who knows? We could have we could have been nuked by the French by then anyway. So we well they don't have nukes. Well, so thank it's goodness fine. for that. So we'll have to see. <laughs> they can only get us with their diesel. Well, I am enjoying though already tales. Pre cricket season is the passion that you and I are showing, mm. um, and possibly need some more English England hatred, uh, some more bitterness about the Poms. But that'll come when they arrive. We that'll need, come oh, when that's they arrive. Right. We do need villains, and that's what like if you're thinking of the villains, you think. Who's it? Burns. Like, I don't like Burns. There's something about He's Burns. The ugliest cricketer. I love a grinding left-hander, but he looks disgusting. Like he he looks disgusting, both like you know physically and the way he plays cricket. His shitty mistake. I vomited when I saw. Didn't him. he get a little ponytail at the end as well? Yeah, we don't. Obviously, we would never have a go at someone's physical appearance on this. No, program. well, I mean, we are pretty much impeachable. We but. might actually have to cut this out, but. That's how strongly we Stokes feel. is like Stokes is kind of a villain as well because he's really good. Hutch yeah. is a great villain because he's fast and he hits plenty of folks. Like mm. he's a great villain. And Broad, Broad's the he's too cool though. Broad's the best. Broad's a villain, yeah. but now he's too old. Everyone. But that's it. I think we need some villains. We need people to be scared of. I think their disappointing batting lineup would be villain enough for themselves anyway. Yeah. If Root fails early, then like all interest goes out because he's the only batter they've got. Jesus in the form. Tails, we do need to move on. We've given okay. the listeners many, many, many tidbits there. And unfortunately, mm. who knows how many will survive. And it's just before we get into our hot takes. Uh, do, you, do you remember our last hot takes? I can't, I can't remember it. But just before we get into them, the A-League rebranding is the A-Leagues. And 
which is one thing to consider. The other thing to consider, the AFL considering whether or not they should brand themselves as AFLM and AFLW. First question, what did you make of the A-League's rebranding? Yeah, I like it. I uh, I mean, I'll address both of those. Uh, so the A-League's includes the men's comp, the women's comp, and, the, and a youth comp, I believe. So youth comp doesn't bother me so much. Um, but certainly the I like just putting under the, the women's and men's under one A-League or A-Leagues as it is now, Banner. I like that. Um, it's inclusive. And I also don't – I like the idea, and I think it's inevitable, of AFL, AFLM and AFLW or all coming under AFL, um, you know, AFL header and then AFLM and AFLW. And that is because, Tails, it's inclusive. And a lot of people will say, they're going to spend a heap of money. It's just the PC brigade, blah, 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 complaining. But – it's inclusive. It's the right thing to do. And it doesn't actually affect anybody by changing it in a negative way. It can only be positive. So that's my opinion on it. PC Brigade will, I mean, the anti-PC Brigade will get all up in arms about ridiculousness. But that, that is the right thing to do. It's inclusive and, uh, and it's the right thing. So that's it, really. Uh, you're right. I don't think it hurts anyone. I don't think it hurts. Is it a necessary change? In my view, possibly not. Does it hurt anyone to do it? No. Doesn't hurt anyone. I think the A-Leagues thing, the only thing I would say there, and this is more about how the clubs present their various uh, their various teams, is that it does make it harder to identify female players. I have seen a bit of commentary around that. It does make it harder to identify uh, female players and female teams uh, online. That's that's the only thing. And so it, when, you, when they're not separate, it's sort of harder to elevate them. I think one of the, the good things that the A-Leagues did, did though, was essentially uh, bringing an award or a trophy for uh, overall club performance. So, you know, like in your local club, it's you know, everyone's, all the team's performances add up to a club championship. They did that in the A-Leagues, which I think is a really good idea because it means that if you're a supporter of the men's team, you are just as invested in how the women's team goes. I think that's from a commercial point of view and from a, an interest point of view, bringing in you know, those supporters and making sure just as behind the uh, the women's teams, I think is a is a good move. I just want to touch on your comment on uh, agree with all that with A-Leagues, but just touching your comment about is the AFL M move necessary? Mm. I kind of, I mean, I disagree a little bit because I kind of think yeah. it is because if you've got AFL, yeah, Australian Football League is what it stands for, mm. and then you've got AFL Australian Football League Women's, yeah. It makes it just sound like a substandard sub branch of of the sport, and I don't think that that's fair or 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 reasonable like you've got oh there's football and then there's women's football that that's what it that is essentially the message it's sending out but do you find that with the bbl and the wbbl no i think i think i think i think that should also change based on that as well so it should be in your mind as mbbl and wbbl well not necessarily yeah i mean it doesn't flow off the tongue but yes there should be something to imitate that it's not big bash league and women's big bash league because i don't think that's inclusive language but I don't think, uh, and I, I could definitely be wrong on this, I don't think women's cricket has sort of suffered from the same uh, lack of spot. Well, they definitely don't have the same spotlight that men's cricket has, but they are certainly a lot, they are a lot higher profile in comparison to other women's competitions. And that's the other thing as well, Venice. You consider those brands like Combank. Take Combank, for example. Only sponsor women's cricket. Are only interested in sponsoring women's cricket. Same with Rebel. 
I don't think Rebel will come on board if they are asked to sponsor both the Big Bash and the Women's Big Bash. There's a lot of value in being a women's only brand. I think there are some other brands, so similarly maybe uh, Chemist Warehouse, I think, sponsors only women's sports. So there is a lot of value in being a women's only brand. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I don't think that necessarily, I don't see what that has to necessarily do with the name, though. I just think that it's the right thing to do is to not have the sport and the women's sport because it's it's degrading and it's not equal. Yeah, I guess the, the distinction with the BBL then, to your point, is that the BBL is a sort of, it's a subset of the sport. It's not... It's not cricket and women's cricket. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, and I, I don't see any, like, that's how it's always been because that's sport has mostly been a man's game. But I, I mean, I think it needs to change and will change eventually. Um, so let's get on the front of the wave rather than, than missing it and, and doing it with a tail between our legs in a few years' time. takes uh i am going to talk about the uh cricket test match women's <laughs> test match between india and australia um australia sent india to bat they're dominating so perhaps this is not a good uh, a very fair one but i think india are going to pump australia um absolutely pump them nah, that is so great that is my hot take well this is my hot take but i'll tell you what there will be two 50s in a century amongst our top four batters i guarantee you well, I'm just going to have to check what the score is now. You got Healy, you got Healy, Mooney, Lanning, and Perry in mm. our top four, and Talia and McGrath make fifty as well. That's not my hot take, but anyway. Well, India are one down now. India one for one hundred. So here comes the rot for India. Tails, what's your what's your hot take? My hot take is going a bit left field for this one. We don't generally get into the US sport areas. I guarantee one hundred percent the deal will be done. Ben Simmons will be traded. Ben in the Simmons. Where's he, where's he going? Um, he's going to end up in Sacramento because they're the only team that will take him. Okay, so that's included in your hot take? That is my hot take. All right. Simmons to Sacramento within the week. At recording. At recording. It in. Perfect. Well, Tars, pleasure to be back. I feel like the energy is high. Mm. Um, hopefully the listeners haven't left us, abandoned us for some other... Terrible podcast. There are a few out there. No, I wouldn't think so, Vanders. Our, our listeners are loyal. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Taylor. But our listeners are loyal and they never, they will never leave us. Yes, shout out to Mrs. Taylor. I did get some complaints from her uh, whilst we were off the air. So sorry for About what? just not being on the air. All oh, right. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Let's catch you. Oh, you're going to weird areas then, man. <laughs> catch you next week on the outside. side.